And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Go ahead and say it, Ed. Go Dragons! When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. You like that? You like that? F it. Jamar's down there somewhere. You're on the same side. Marcus Davenport. No! Splash Brothers. Yup. It's playoff. Get going, Brace. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. What is up, guys? Dirty Boot Sports, and we are back with another episode. Uh, this time it's Clay hopping on the Chasing the Trophy podcast. Uh, I haven't been on there in a while. I did some of the preseason stuff with them, but then uh, between the the other podcast, the the main one, and everything being so busy with the football season, haven't been able to get on here much. But uh, stepping up to help out with the guys because uh, Derek's out. He's uh his dad's having back surgery, I believe he said. Uh, so prayers up to him that everything goes good there. And then Josh was busy tonight. Uh, but I think they're both going to be back for the Thursday pod. Hopefully I can hop on there with them too. But uh, yeah, it's me, Clay, tonight taking over for the waiver uh, wire pod for week number six. Uh, coming at you Monday night right now. The Packers-Raiders game just ended. Raiders won that. Pretty disappointing game all around for fantasy aspects, actually. Uh, but yeah, let me just go ahead and get into this. So if you don't know... The, uh, the, I guess, basis of this is it's the top waiver wire editions that are owned in, I say, 60% or less of uh, ESPN leagues just because 50 is almost too low because I know, like, Jared Goff, who's been mentioned often, has been hovering around, like, that 57 range, and I think he's a guy that uh, a lot of times can be streamed just given that that explosive Detroit offense and stuff like that. We try to pick uh, two or three players at each position as well just to try to hit the top guys. And Sometimes it's a good week, sometimes it's a bad week given the injuries, bye weeks, stuff like that. A lot of stuff goes into play. So We try to get a good bit of guys out there though to kind of help you out and uh, give you some guys to keep keep an eye out on uh, on your waiver wires. So. Let me do an ad read, and then we'll get into this. Automotive Detailing Solutions is not the usual car wash. ADS provides intricate detailing to groom your vehicle inside and out, focusing on quality over quantity. From carpet and seat extractions to paint polishing, ADS strives to be Jackson Parish's premier automotive detailer. Contact Matthew Smith at 318-475-9492. Add us on Facebook. Or just ask the guys from Dirty Boot Sports about their ADS experiences. So shout out to them as always, and uh, let's get into this. So we've got quarterback. <clears throat> quarterback, as I just mentioned, Jared Goff. He's always going to be around there. Uh, I think he's he, he's always going to be in that 15 to 8 range, I would say. I don't think he's ever going to be an elite fantasy quarterback, but in an offense with Amon Ra, uh, Jamison Williams coming back, Josh Reynolds looking good, Sam Laporta, David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. A lot of weapons, great offensive coordinator in Ben Johnson. They're always going to be good. Uh, right now he's owned in 53.5% of leagues, so definitely available at Tampa Bay. So not the best of defenses, but they're, they're certainly not uh, terrible. So could be a bad week, could be a good week. Uh, I don't know what we'll to see. Let me see... 
Who are the bye weeks this week? It's actually Green Bay and Pittsburgh, so most teams I would expect are not starting Kenny Pickett or Jordan Love, so shouldn't have to be replacing one there, but you know, maybe you have a quarterback that's got a bad uh, matchup against a really good defense, something like that. Jared Goff, certainly not a bad option. Uh, option number two, we've got Baker Mayfield, my guy. Very excited to see him in this column multiple times this year. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, playing against Detroit at home, owned in 13.1% of leagues. I do not know the status of Mike Evans and his injury. I know in the Saints game he got banged up a little bit. Um, Chris Godwin, though, did step up in the absence. Trey Palmer's playing well. Tompkins, uh, Rashad White's a great weapon out the backfield. Kate Otten has some good chemistry with Bake. I like Baker a lot. Uh, Detroit's defense is pretty good, so it might be a tough matchup for him. But it's a solid quarterback and a, I would say, pretty pass-heavy team. They do try to run the ball a lot on first down to not much success. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people that really don't believe in Tampa Bay still, so if you do believe in Detroit, like pretty much everyone else on, my, on this podcast, uh, if you're a Detroit believer, then maybe you're thinking Detroit gets ahead. Tampa Bay has a negative game script, and Baker gets to throw the ball a little bit more, which is what you want with your quarterback. You don't you don't want them to be blowing out teams often. You want them to be playing from behind and getting as many fantasy points as possible. So, uh, yeah, Baker, good solid option. If I was in a situation where I didn't have a great quarterback this year. I would certainly be playing Baker probably too often just because of my love for him, but luckily I've been blessed with some good quarterback play from pretty much everybody. Uh, number three, let's go Matthew Stafford against Arizona, uh, owned in 34.2% of leagues. As everyone knows, Cooper, Cooper Cup is back, and then the story of fantasy football probably, uh, Puka Nakua, who when Cup came back did not take a step back. I believe he... Finished with seven catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. Uh, actually outscored Cup in PPR leagues, I believe, because of the touchdown factor. And I think Cup was like six for 100, something like that. So uh, very good weapons for Stafford. Tyler Higby as well. Uh, Tutu Atwell's been playing really good this year, which is shocking. Kyron Williams gets used a little bit in the backfield. And then you've still got the Sean McVay effect, so... Everyone knows about Stafford, knows about the Rams. Owned in 34% of a league, so we'll see. Uh, he, he should be available in your in your uh, your leagues. Against Arizona, Jonathan Gannon really has them playing well, but Joe Burrow just uh, lit it up on him, kind of came alive finally with no T. Higgins as well, but was throwing deep balls and everything, so... Maybe Stafford gets some of that magic and takes down a not-great Cardinals team. Number four, Josh Dobbs. Owned in 2% of leagues, which is kind of low, uh, to be honest, because I thought he was a pretty popular uh, waiver pickup this week against Cincinnati. Dobbs, I think he was a top-10 quarterback before this week. Uh, he did not have a good game against Cincinnati, but still a solid option against the Rams at the Rams, so... You do get to play in a uh, in a dome yet again because he plays in one at home. But Dobbs, Marquise Brown, uh, Rondell Moore, 
Zach Ertz, who's revitalized his career on what everyone thought was going to be the worst team in football. Very shocking situation there. Josh Dobbs, though, probably going to have a negative game script and be playing from behind, so probably get a good chance to be throwing the ball a lot. They were kind of in that Bengals game the whole time, so didn't get too much time to uh, you know just light it up or try to, and the Bengals were obviously trying their hardest to win because they had not had a good first four weeks of the year, and uh, that, that defense definitely uh, stepped up and got them the win, but I think Dobbs is a solid option. Until he proves that he is Josh Dobbs that we know, then I would still consider Dobbs uh, going forward. And also check out Kyler Murray and see if you do if he is available in your leagues. If you have an IR spot, might be a guy you can throw on there because I would expect him back in the next month or so, maybe, uh, especially before like Thanksgiving. And if you can get him back and. Maybe you're a team that's playing week-to-week quarterbacks. He might be a guy that uh, you can get later in the year and throw him in and you get a really good quarterback instead of a waiver-wire addition every week. So check that out as well. Now let's take a look at running backs. So running backs, Derek made the outline for this and he put in parentheses tough sledding this week, which I can agree with there. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, the bye weeks, Packers and Steelers. So maybe you're a Najee Harris guy still, or maybe you're starting Jalen Warren already, or maybe you've been hoping for Aaron Jones to come in or been starting A.J. Dillon, something like that. Not two great teams there for fantasy, so you might not be hurt too bad. Uh, But you still got the guys injured like Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, uh, who else? James Conner. Did get a little banged up. We don't know what's happening there. Devon A-Chain apparently has a random knee injury that no one knows about. And Mike McDaniel being Mike McDaniel very said very little. Um, so definitely some banged up guys in running at running back, as there always will be. So we got three guys this week. Jalil McLaughlin, who was a hot name last week after I think he ran for 70 yards against the Bears and caught uh, for a couple yards as well. Had a pretty good game. I was kind of not really buying into the hype. I was still thinking Piron was going to be the guy, but McLaughlin looked really good, honestly, like to the point of I would be a little concerned if I am a Javante Williams owner because I think it's going to be hard for McLaughlin to just go away from the lineup in the future whenever Javante does get back. Uh, and that might be this week for Javante. Who knows? So. Between McLaughlin, P. Ryan, and Williams, who knows what's about to happen there. Uh, could be a three-headed monster. And by monster, I mean a backfield you do not want to touch in fantasy. But McLaughlin does seem to, I guess, have the hot hand now. At Kansas City, not a great matchup for a running back. Kansas City's defense is honestly one of the better in the league so far this year. Uh, Mattinson, I don't think, had a great game this past week for Minnesota. McLaughlin, though, owned in 48%, which is a high number, and I bet before last week it was probably zero, very close to it, because I didn't know who this man was before uh, the Chicago game. But he did play the Jets as well, so doing what he did is impressive. I know he got a touchdown. Uh, The Jets' defense, especially the front, is very good. But McLaughlin, definitely worth an add, and Javante's been banged up so many times. 
I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back and gets hurt again. Uh, Piran, maybe McLaughlin starts taking more of his touches. He hasn't done anything very spectacular so far this year. So definitely a name to look at and to, I guess, take a little flyer on if he's still available just because he looks like he's, I guess, uh, a little bit of a unknown guy that's coming in and might have a good role for the rest of the year. Number two, we've got Tajay Spears, who is a Titan running back behind King Henry. Uh, Playing Baltimore, defense has been banged up, but you're always going to be a little bit scared of Baltimore's defense. I think it's honestly just the jerseys. (laughs) That that, uh, that purple and black just looks like a good defensive team, and you, you always think about Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, and you're like, yeah, I don't want my guys going against them. But Tajay Spears really feels like the kind of guy that if the the starter goes down with Derrick Henry, could be a league winner. Uh, right now owned in 25.5% of leagues, playing really well on the touches he gets. Uh, I think it's, yeah, yes, Henry is getting up there in age, or and I guess also in workload. And his legs are probably the, the legs of a 35-year-old in running back years, but I think he's still around like 28, 29. But I do think it is telling that in the past, I know like they drafted Hassan Haskins from Michigan pretty high, and they've brought in a couple other guys, yet it was always the Henry show. They never got anybody else involved. Now they're starting to get Tajay Spears involved a little bit more each week, it feels like, and he's an explosive player, uh, plays really well, and owned in 25% of leagues, so 75% of leagues do not have him. And as I said, in my opinion, a top five handcuff, just given the Tennessee offense, which I know DeAndre Hopkins had a good game this past week, but still I don't think anyone's expecting. I mean, honestly, 200 yards from Tannehill and that passing core is a, a win if you're a Tennessee fan. Uh, your, your your team is still 70-30 run. So if Henry ever was to go down, which for the sake of fantasy and for the sake of football, we don't want. But if he was, Tajay Spears, I do think, is one of those higher handcuffs that you need to grab. So definitely a guy that you can take a flyer on and sit on your bench for a little bit. And if you're really desperate, maybe play him and hope that he gets in the end zone or uh, has a big catch for a lot of yards on a screen pass, something like that. But yeah, Tajay Spears. Number three, and almost in the same realm as Jaleel McLaughlin, a guy that I'm, I know I hadn't heard of, and I consider myself a pretty big NFL fan, a Mary DiMercado. I believe that's how you say it. I'm not even close to sure. He is the Cardinals running back, and James Conner, I don't know exactly what his injury was, but he did get banged up a little bit. Uh, luckily, I had him on my bench this week, so that did help out. Uh, owned in 0.4% of leagues, Di Mercado is. So he's probably available unless you were in a 32-man league and someone was looking for Arizona's backup and like, oh, I'll take this guy, I guess. Uh, yeah, but Di Mercado probably available at Los Angeles, as we mentioned earlier with Dobbs. Probably not the front that you want your running backs going against, but Aaron Donald, you know, you know how that goes. Um Dean Ricardo, though, had a pretty good game. I believe he got in the end zone as well. Uh, solid player, it looks like. And in with that James Conner-type workload, if James Conner was to miss, definitely a guy that you want to have on your team. Now, something that um, 
Derek did not have on the outline because it didn't happen yet. Tony Jones Jr., former Saints running back, got uh, claimed on waivers by Arizona today. So that is another wrinkle into the equation in the backfield. But at the same time, that might show that James Conner is actually hurt and is actually in doubt for being out this week. And I don't know what Tony Jones Jr., uh, I don't know if he knows anything about the Arizona offense or how he would fit into that. So uh, Dean Mercado definitely has the leg up there in terms of he understands the, the role that he has to run in the offense. So you would expect um, if Connor was to miss that Dean Mercado does get the heavier workload than Jones if Jones is to be active. But still, I don't know if you would love any of these situations. And honestly, it might be worth picking up both if uh, and maybe seeing how it pans out by the end of the week and then dropping whichever one doesn't look to be the lead guy, if Connor is to miss. So that's it for running back. Let's move on to wide receiver. So wide receiver, definitely the position that is a little bit easier to, I guess, just find a random guy at because most teams have, I would say, three that are fantasy relevant, almost, or could be. And most teams use three to four receivers at minimum. And that right there just playing the game of numbers, you, you have a you have a good shot at finding a random guy that can hop in and be fantasy relevant and looks like he might get five targets and hopefully sneaks into the end zone. So definitely a lot of options at wide receiver. Let's get into those. First one is Josh Palmer. Had the better game uh, week before the bye compared to Quentin Johnston, who will not be on this list. I think Johnston's still the guy you'd look for if you're in a dynasty or keeper league just for the sake of the future. But Josh Palmer, been around for three to four years probably in that Chargers offense and has always been the guy of um, when, not if, Keenan or Mike, or I guess I should say and or Mike, get hurt, Josh Palmer is going to be there to step up and get into a very fantasy-relevant role. Owned in 40% of leagues, playing Dallas this week. And... I think we all can assume that Stephon Gilmore is going to be getting the Keenan Allen uh, shadow. So Josh Palmer will get a good chance on the second corner for Dallas that is not Trevon Diggs, sadly. And I think he has a good chance to have a good week. Uh, I definitely would be going for him if I, if I was in a league where he's available. I don't think he's available in any of my leagues, though. So Josh Palmer, though, everyone knows him. Uh, very solid pickup. Number two is another Josh, Josh Reynolds, owned in 39% of leagues, playing at Tampa Bay, as we mentioned earlier, with that Detroit offense. I actually played him this week because of the uh, Amon Ra and Jameer Gibbs injury, and I had a just brutal week of bye weeks with Godwin, and um, I had somebody else, and then T. Higgins was hurt. Not a great week for me there, but Josh Reynolds, I think, had 70 yards and a touchdown, so the play worked. Uh, Josh Reynolds, though, good receiver, just solid uh, been with golf, I believe, since maybe his rookie year in Los Angeles. Like that, they've been together for a while, and I get they have that good connection. And whenever, uh, whenever Amon Ra's out, Reynolds is definitely a guy that you can lean on. Hopefully, Amon Ra's back. I would expect him to be. He's a tough guy and didn't want to miss this week, I know. But at the same time, Reynolds is almost becoming relevant as a fantasy wide receiver number two, just because of that Detroit offense and how pass-heavy they want to be. Uh, at Tampa Bay, Jamil Dean, uh, Carlton Davis, 
I think one of them has an injury. I'm not exactly sure, but still Tampa Bay secondary is solid, but not great. Antoine Winfield back there as well. Uh, I think it's a solid matchup for Reynolds and definitely somebody that you can look forward to. I mean, look out for and maybe he's available. And if you need a, I guess, flex in a 10 to 12 team league that he's a viable option. Maybe he gets you a five catch 50 yard game and you can never be too mad at those. Number three, we've got Curtis Samuel, owned in 14.7% of leagues, uh, going against Atlanta. The commander's receiver, who I don't think many people expected to be fantasy relevant this year, but he is almost too much if you're a commander's fan. Um, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson were the hot names, obviously, coming into the year, and neither of them are really being used as such. I know, I think, uh, in the Thursday night game, the, the last drive of the game, or the last, I guess, relevant drive of the game, because it kind of became a blowout, neither of the top two receivers were on the field, and it was like Samuel Thomas and Deami Brown or somebody like that. Not not uh, not what you're wanting if you're a Commanders fan, but Curtis Samuel, not a bad player at all. He went to Washington to be the wide receiver too, but then Jahan Dotson got drafted and started showing out, but it looks like Samuel's still wanting to be that guy, and he's been having some good games uh, at Atlanta in a dome, so that helps a little bit. Uh, well, I guess it does. Turf seems to be the bad thing in the NFL, so you never know with that. Uh, I'm trying to think who played Atlanta this week. Uh, the Texans. Tank Dale got hurt. <laughs> I guess, what do you know? Turf. Uh, Robert Woods got hurt as well. And then Nico Collins didn't have a great game, so not not the best of uh, games there, but Atlanta's still not a defense that you should be scared of, I would say. And uh, I don't know. Samuel's not a bad player. He's, they use him in a variety of different ways, almost kind of like Debo Samuel. No relation there. But, uh, yeah, Curtis Samuel, 14% of leagues. Definitely an option to uh, look for, and maybe he can get you uh, some uh, – Yak catches. I know he's he's a big fan of those, those little short routes and getting some uh, explosiveness down the field, stuff like that. Curtis Samuel, yeah, not a bad option. Josh Downs, number four. I like this option a lot. Our third Josh of the list, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Owned in 10% of leagues, uh, playing at Jacksonville for the Colts. As we know, Anthony Richardson is out for a couple weeks, maybe even up to a month. With an AC sprain, the same injury that Derek Carr has, but it's to a more severe uh, level. Uh, Minshew Mania, though, probably one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league, and he's going to Jacksonville where Minshew Mania began. Josh Downs looking like a really good wide receiver, too, and a, another rookie that the Colts have nailed. Between him, Anthony Richardson, Julius Brents, uh, all those guys, the Indianapolis team really looks like they're a lot better than people expected. Uh, they also have Jonathan Taylor back, and they're easing him in to his uh, three-year, three $42 million contract. So who knows what, what's happening there. But Downs, I think, has solidified himself as the wide receiver, too, behind Michael Pittman. And they're both very, uh, very good options. I think that Indianapolis will throw the ball quite a bit here in this Jacksonville game. And I think they're the ones that, haven't won in Jacksonville in like 15 years. There's some weird streak going on there. Like even when the Colts were great and the Jags were bad, they just still could not win in Jacksonville. So you expect Indianapolis to be losing in that game. And uh, 
maybe that, that helps you out if you're a fantasy wide receiver because you want them to be in those bad games and to be getting the ball thrown a lot more towards the end of the game and just getting those garbage yards. Uh, but yeah, Josh Downs, definitely a guy that you need to own, and especially if you're in a keeper uh, uh, dynasty league because I think Downs definitely has some potential in the future. Number five, Jamison Williams, Detroit. I think he got picked up by a lot of people last week, owned in 39% of leagues. His suspension got reduced two games after that uh, gambling rule change and didn't get involved a lot this past week. Still showed a little bit of a flash on one or two of his catches, but I think everyone knows the kind of player he's going to be. He's going to be that take-the-top-off-the-defense kind of guy. I think that's his only catch last year was like a 50-yard touchdown or something like that. Uh, Amon Ross still going to be working over the middle, same with Josh Reynolds, and Jameson's going to be there to be the big explosive play player. Um, hopefully he gets going pretty soon. I think he will. I actually picked him up and traded him immediately because I felt like his uh, his stock was going to be as high as it would before he started playing. Um, be a Jameson Williams, solid player. I think he'll get going eventually. And maybe this week at Detroit, I mean, at, at Tampa, which doesn't have a third corner at all, I would say. Uh, and maybe he can beat, he can get that uh, that connection with golf and beat somebody over the top. So yeah, that's it for receivers. Good five options, and I'm sure there's plenty more that we could talk ourselves into, but uh, that's it for this week. Tight ends, aka the craps of fantasy football. I definitely agree with that, Derek. I'll run through these because tight ends, man, that's just... You, you you talk yourself into a play and you're like, oh, this defense is bad at tight ends. I mean, against tight ends, uh, the tight end that played them last week, they did blah, blah, blah. This one's going to come in and do the same thing. And then he goes out there and has two catches for nine yards and you're just disgusted. Uh, but yeah, that's how, that's how it pretty much goes. Uh, we've got three guys this week, Logan Thomas, Tyler Conklin, Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dalton shows the only one that's owned pretty well, 52% of leagues, which is, I would say, shockingly high, but I guess people are still living off of last year. He did get involved a little bit more this week with uh, Houston, and I guess the injuries to Bobby Trees and Tank Dell definitely helped that out. Uh, at New Orleans, I don't know how that's going to go. New Orleans is pretty good against tight ends, I would say, uh, but could work. Tyler Conklin had a Pretty good week against Denver. I actually started him in one of the leagues, and he gave me enough to be happy with. Um, against Philadelphia, great defense. Who knows how that goes, but Conklin's a pretty good safety net for uh, Zach Wilson. And then Logan Thomas, I think he's always a pretty good option, and he's actually owned the least in, in, of these three options, 8.1% of leagues. He's got that big game, I mean, that big playability, good speed. He's a great athlete. Everyone knows he's a quarterback coming out of college and stuff like that. At Atlanta, I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, too opposed to picking him up and giving him a shot pretty much any week. Uh, but yeah, those are the three guys there. And speaking of Atlanta, check out for Kyle Pitts. I know in at least one of my leagues that I'm in, he's been dropped and people already given up on him and then this past week, eight catches for, I think, 78 yards, 87 yards, something like that. So maybe Kyle Pitts is finally happening. Well, who knows? But, uh, yeah, definitely take a look out for that just to make sure he didn't get dropped. And Kyle Pitts is the kind of guy where it feels better starting him as opposed to a Tyler Conklin 
just because everyone knows who Kyle Pitts is and what he can do. And if you're going to be disappointed, at least you'll be disappointed thinking that it's going to work instead of, oh, yeah, Tyler Conklin's going to have the good week. <laughs> that That's how I look at it sometimes if I don't have one of those elite tight ends, which I do not this year at all. Uh, yeah, that's it for tight ends. Defenses, jo- uh, Derek didn't have anybody there. Let me see. He said that the, he didn't have a good chance to look at the scores. I mean, at the schedule for this week. I'll take a quick look and see. Uh, Chiefs against the Broncos on Thursday night. If the Chiefs defense is available, I'd definitely take a look for that. Arrowhead on a Thursday night is a scary place to play. And Thursday night games are typically uh, low scoring. Not if you're the Bears commanders, but everybody else it pretty much is. Uh, Niners-Browns. Uh, don't know about either of those. Uh, maybe, I mean, Ravens-Titans. Ravens are probably owned in a pretty good uh, amount of leagues. That game's in London, actually. So maybe the Ravens defense against uh, King Henry in London. Who knows? Uh, Vikings, Bears, Seahawks, Bengals. Just some weird matchups this week. Dolphins against the Panthers, possibly. The Dolphins defense. That just sounds scary to play, but the Panthers' offense is not very good. I believe they're the only winless team in football, so it's worth a shot. Uh, who else? Maybe the Jags against the Colts in Minshew Mania, but you might not really want to trust the Jags' defense. They don't have much there. Uh, maybe the Rams' defense against the Cardinals. That's also possible. No James Conner, so the Rams could uh, have a pretty good game against Dobbs and that Dean Riccardi guy that we brought up, Raiders-Patriots, I don't think either team wants to score there. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Not not a great week for defenses, which I don't think it ever is. That's pretty much just another one of those roll the dice and see if uh, see if this one works. But yeah, that's it for this. Uh, we like to keep these pretty short. Nothing too crazy to talk about here. Uh, so thanks to everybody that listens. Uh, we'll get more of these out. Uh, We'll get a start-sit sleeper out later this week, and I I screwed up and didn't upload that last week. It was uh, homecoming in Jonesboro, and it was just a crazy uh, weekend, and a lot of football was being watched, stuff like that, so it was just busy. I didn't, uh, I thought, I reminded myself to upload it, went on there, just straight up didn't upload it, and uh, didn't make the graphics, didn't do anything, so... I take all the blame for that. Uh, But yeah, check out the regulars. Got some new episodes of that going up. Uh, Check out the DBS pod. Just did one of those with Kyle. We'll get another one of those out uh, Thursday morning. And yeah, check out all the pods. Good luck in your fantasy season. And uh, keep chasing that trophy, guys. This ain't how it's supposed to be. It should be just you and me.